seeds. So, uh, yeah, seeds. No, 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 no. Don't take them off. Oh, yeah. I, I like it. I think it's cute. Yeah, but look at the glare. Just don't look up. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm digging the, the, like, nerdy look. <laughs> it's cute. Your little plaid. Mm. Here I am just in my normal t-shirt. I'm freezing. I've been in this AC for all day. I've actually been at the gym all day today. So it's like funny because I always, we live in Hawaii and I'm always warm except for all day I go to the gym and I'm freezing. So I'm always wearing like a sweater or something like that. So I don't know. And I sound like this. Isn't that awesome? It's great. Um, it's kind of why we didn't do it yesterday. We had talked about doing a podcast yesterday, but nobody cares. I sounded even worse yesterday. Yeah, nobody cares. Hey, it's fine. Stop throwing that out there. Why no, no, do you no. throw out there that nobody cares when I'm telling a story? <laughs> no, it's not that nobody cares about your story. What I'm saying oh. is nobody cares that we waited a day oh. to, to do it today. Well, that's because nobody listens to our podcast. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Uh, so welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, here we are again. Um, yeah. I, I, on the other hand, in, in my job, I never feel any cold air, ever. Yes. I'm hot all day. <laughs> and then I come home and I'm hot all night. <laughs> and the cycle continues. I actually sometimes think that's better because then you just acclimate and you just get there and I have to go from like, I will get out of work in the AC and I'll get into my car. I'll get into my Jeep and I literally just sit there in the, in, in the, the heat. heat. Oh gosh, that sounds horrible. But I've always done that. So what I do, uh, we have an office trailer on the job site and it's has AC in it. So every once in a while I get to go in there and kind of like chat with the, with the boss and go over some things. And today I sat, I actually sat down in one of the chairs Oh. To like go over some stuff because uh -huh. it was going to be a little bit. And I found myself, it, it was like going to be so hard to get up to go back outside. Yeah. Because it was like, you know, 90 degrees it with like 90% so humidity outside uh -huh. or like 68 degrees, no humidity. Right. Right. And uh, it was amazing. But yeah. anyway, that's. Well, that's I not, do admit, uh, I do admit that like I can always just put on a sweater. So, and that yeah. is why I wear a sweater every day. But the reason I sound like this, there's a couple of reasons. Cause I've realized, um, our kids got sick over vacation and I had vacation? a, um, they had, um, a, a fall break oh, right, right, from right. school. Yeah. We didn't they, get a vacation. And we, no, heck no. Yeah. I was like, we did I miss a, a vacation? Cause <laughs> no. I don't remember taking time off. No. Okay. Good. Yeah. We did not get a vacation. But it is funny because I they got sick and then I thought, oh, we did totally fine. We did not get it. I'm still yet to get it. I know. But I'm what's crazy, though, is that Evie got it and then like a week later, Georgia got it. And then like a week later, I got it. Yeah. So you never so know. So I'm due in about two or three days. It, it's true. It's true. Yeah, that's not good. But um, I've been sick. But also, I had to go get a CT scan on saturday yeah because i've never had sinus issues ever and then i got sick about three i don't know three or four years ago 
And it was the first sickness I'd ever had where I like literally, I had the worst pain right behind my cheekbones. I think you had a sinus infection. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what a sinus fe- and I'd never had one. So yeah, I you never- just described it. It's pain behind. <laughs> well, <laughs> it still to this day was the only one I had. And so I didn't even know what it felt like. But then I had the worst pain ever. Um, I have a friend who's a naturopath doctor. So I called her. I'm like, what do I do? She said, take some mucinex. So I took mucinex. That helped. Um, it eventually went away. However, ever since then, like it started like every six months or so, I get this pain that's only in this cheek and it's right, I can feel it. It's right there. It feels like a full feeling. And the worst part about it is every single time I take a step, it sends like shooting nerve pain through this front tooth right here. And it has continually gotten to where I'm having it more and more. And I do- yeah. it doesn't take me getting sick to have it. Right. Like it, it I can also get it from doing like, um, different air pressure and stuff like that. Yeah. So when you go like over mountains or on an airplane. Or, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I have a theory. Okay. Um, maybe you should <laughs> do what I do and blow your nose in the shower every day. Ew. <laughs> no. I think you're just holding it all in and you're not, you're not releasing <laughs> I, everything. You know, what's funny is I've totally read things. It's funny that you say that because I've totally read things that lots of guys do that and yeah. lots of wives go why do our husbands do this i like, honestly don't know and actually i got out of the habit i know you don't um, do that anymore i haven't I done thought. it in several years yeah but from like high school until like two or three years ago oh trust me i remember the I would blow first time hearing you do that and being like oh like we were it's, so young i think i boil it down to like efficiency I think that um, <laughs> it's kind of efficient for to do, to just do it all in the shower, just do everything. Do like get your the, all of it, it. Your okay, that could go way different ways. But yeah. yes, like I don't know, <laughs> I haven't heard you do that in um, a long time. I know, time. I know a lot of guys shave in the shower. A lot of guys brush their teeth in the, teeth in the shower. Really? I don't. No, I, I hardly ever shave. So yeah. Uh, well, we all share this one shower. Like I'm trying to get Ben to like build us a shower an hour because we do have a master bath off of our off of our bedroom, but it has like a a clawfoot bathtub um, without the claw feet. Yeah, it's a bathtub. I don't know what to call it. And nothing you you don't want it like at the end of the day, living in Hawaii. Yeah, nothing sounds better than soaking in hot water. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, you might as well just fill it with cold water and have a little pool. Okay, going back, I did a CT scan on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. And they did find some stuff. I have like, I have a fluid buildup. I have an air pocket. I have a deviated septum. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, is, I, didn't- I think this is your like little ploy to like get a nose job. Why would I want a nose job? I don't know. but I like my nose. Yeah, I do too. Okay. But isn't it funny that like, <laughs> I, no, I remember a lot of people... I do remember like this. The typical thing that Jennifer actors, Aniston said she had a deviated septum when they get a, a nose job is I had a deviated septum. Jennifer Aniston said that. Uh, Cameron Diaz said that. Which I think that um, I think most people have a deviated septum. 
I know. I'm pretty sure I, I do. My nostrils that, are very crooked. I haven't talked to the doctor. I just read the thing. And so I'm not sure that my deviated septum has anything to do with what's happening here. Because I, wonder if it's I don't just, feel like I have any problems breathing. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's just one of those things that everybody has and it's like a generic And I personally thing. feel like I don't even have like, I don't have a ton of allergies and st- usually, but I have noticed since that one, that one sickness... I did notice that like over the year I have had more problems with it. So Are you sure it's I think not I just because got, of um, illicit drugs? What? Are you like what snorting What is wrong anything? with you? No. Okay. I'm just making somebody sure. Ha- somebody did tell me to snort wasabi though. I would not recommend that. <laughs> I know. That would be horrible. Well, I, I know. Like doing any, I don't know, but like, I don't know how people do it, but Putting anything up my nose is like my least favorite thing to do in the whole world. It's one of my favorite things to do. I put my fingers in my nose all the time. What else are you going to do when you drive? Ben. That's horrible. You just, you just drive without like picking your nose or Ew. doing weird stuff? Stop. I. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I saw this TikTok the other day of this mom who the daughter had stuck a thing way up her nose. So you know how she got it out? She sucked it out, didn't she? No, but she closed her mouth. She put a hand over her mouth, and a, and and then and then put her. The mom put her mouth over the nose and blew it out. Oh, that's well. That's better than sucking it out. Oh God! Like that sounds horrible. Like yeah. I want nothing to do with boogers. How old was this child? Um, I don't know. She looked like three. I feel like there's a threshold in age where like that kind of stuff isn't gross. I mean, it's gross. Don't get me wrong. It's gross. But like if it's gross at all ages, if a newborn pukes on you or poops on you or pees on you, it's like no big deal. As soon as the child is like eating regular food and, uh, you know, there's just, there's certain things that I don't know if the body starts rotting more on the inside, but it's just, it's just grosser. (laughs) And I think three is definitely gross. Like if you had yeah. to suck the the snot out of your your oh, infant's why? nose, they, she didn't snot. <laughs> she didn't suck the snot out of her out of her nose. Ben, you keep going to the well, sucking. Well, you know what? She blew, not sucked. There's nothing a mom won't do to really help her child. That's I that's, think that's true. The, the story that we is tell. that is the truth. Yeah, there is a weird thing that happens when you become a mom. That I never, ever expected would ever happen to me because I wasn't a kid person, to be honest. Still aren't. I'm not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I'm still not. Um, like we like our own kids. They're we cool. like our own kids. I like other people's kids. In fact, I would say that like, I would say that becoming a mom helped me like other people's kids better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I would say that like I wasn't a kid. I, I, I remember I worked at this, this, um, at a university and the, my boss would always bring his little girls in and the entire, I worked in an office full of women and he would come in with his little girls and the entire office would like jump up from their desks and run to these little girls. And like, they would surround these little girls with like love and attention and all this stuff. And here I am like sitting at my computer, like, oh, like just that, kind of you were not paying attention. lady that should never have had kids. <laughs> no, I was always it. very nice to them. Like I was always like, 
really good with them when they would come up. I would make them laugh and they really liked me, but it was like, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I, I'm that the was guy, before I had kids. So I'm the guy that I, I always play with the kids that, you know, I, I try to befriend the little kids and yeah. play with them. I'm, I'm a pretty playful guy, but, um, I don't know. I just, I just, at some point I just don't have any more energy. And yeah. It's like, okay. Go away. We're done. You know, the funny <laughs> thing is though, is like with marriage in a way, like going back to the mom that like blew the thing out of the kid's nose. I was just thinking about it. Like we, what's funny is like our favorite thing to do to each other when we're walking by each other is like sticking our fingers up each other's butts. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, with jeans did on. Did you just say that's our favorite thing to do? That's definitely not my favorite thing. What I do is I smack you in the butt. Right. Like that's my, that's very much I my like favorite to thing see, to do. I like to see you squirm. So I like to poke your butt. Yeah, and it definitely sends me through the roof. <laughs> but to say it's our favorite thing to do seems it's a little my, bit weird. It's my favorite thing to do when you're standing uh, and at- And I'm wearing clothing. When you're standing in the kitchen doing the dishes and you have jeans on, I always walk by and I try and stick my finger as hard as I can. <laughs> it never gets far because the uh, the reaction is so quick that you, it's like- You, you clench. Nope. Clench. <laughs> <laughs> you clench really fast. Yeah, That's well, true. I, speaking of smacking butts, like I, I like to smack your butt as most husbands would um, yeah. agree. Yes. It's kind of a thing. Yeah. But I also used to smack Evie and George's butts. Yes. Like as they walked by and they still give them a little smack. Yeah. You know, but then they started doing it to us. Right. And they started doing it really hard. Hard. And we had to explain like, okay, so... We know this is kind of a fun game we play. Yeah. But, you know, there's also, like, if somebody asked not to, we had to teach them boundaries. Yes. Like, they, we couldn't send them off to school. Right. Having them slap everybody's butts. Yeah. You know, and even to this day, our two daughters will get in, like, they'll slap each other's butts really and hard. And I can hear it across the house. Yeah, and it's really hard. That's how hard they're doing and it. And we've had to, like, be like, okay, like, if you do it to, here's my rule. If you do it to somebody you should expect to get it back. Yeah. Like you can't give it and not, and be like, no, don't give it to me back. Yeah. You know, you have to be willing to receive it back. Well, Otherwise don't play the game. On it, just on a kind of taking this a little, little farther when, okay, let me ask you this, like in a relationship, in our relationship, what is, what is gross and what is like, like what is too far? Like, okay. Um, using, using each other's toothbrush. Oh, not gross at all to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I use your toothbrush all the time. What? No, you don't. <laughs> no, no. I, I don't use it all the time, but there have been times where we travel somewhere and I forget my toothbrush right. or vice versa. Yeah. Uh, sharing the girl's toothbrush. No. Oh, uh, no. Like I wouldn't share their toothbrush. Ew, gross. But I would share yours. But why is that different? Because we make out. So what's the difference? <laughs> no, we don't. We like touch tongues all the time. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what is gross. What? We had some friends. They they don't watch this, so I can say it. Okay. They're old friends. Okay. Uh, they used to um, like, they used to go number two in front of each other. 
Yeah. Like, no, that's, like you're in the bathroom doing your nope. business Mm-mm. and your spouse is like doing her hair or vice right. versa. Right. Uh, your spouse is shaving and they're like talking. Yes. Now, now going number one. Yeah. Acceptable. Totally. To me. I agree. And this is just my personal. I think that there are some people boundaries. out there though that, that that's too much. Yeah. 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 I agree. But, um, you know, for my own personal boundaries, uh, number one is okay. And number two is off limits. Sure. Um, I do not want to be anywhere near you. Yeah. Well, not only that, not only that, that is sacred to me. That's my only time I get in my life where nobody wants to bother me. No matter what, like nobody knocks on the door. Like, Hey dad, can I blah, blah, blah. No, nobody wants to talk to me when I'm in there. You know why? Because I don't want to get anywhere near the crack underneath the door (laughs) because I don't want to smell anything. So, um, that, to me, that's like, that's my time. Yes. So I'm not going to share it. Okay. Well, how about like using each other's razors? Um, I think you've used mine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have. You, I don't, you don't really have a razor. So yeah, I, I use clippers on my beard. So every yeah. once in a while I use a razor, but. Speaking of, it's getting quite long. I know. I need to shave. You need but, to shave. Um, no. And it's turning very white. <laughs> it's, it's all the stress. <laughs> Stress. The stress. The stress that you put yourself through. Um, sharing razors is like, I, it's not even a thought to me. Yeah. That it would be gross. Yeah. I I heard this weird thing the other day that like, oh wait, maybe you were telling me this. No, I think it was a client, but they were telling me it might have been you, but they were saying that some people are really into feet. Yeah, I think was we had a conversation you? about it the other day. And I was like, which is really convenient. Well, why? Well, I've seen, I guess. Oh, I remember why. There's some one client was telling me that there's some housewife that like of those shows, the housewife shows. Okay. Because there's like a zillion of the them, housewives I think. of Orange. Yeah, County. Yeah, like or Orange County or whatever. Quality television. Totally quality television. Like nothing is scripted there. It's all real. Yeah. Um, but somebody was saying, and if I have a coughing fit at some point, I apologize. But somebody was saying that there is a woman on one of those shows that started in OnlyFans where you literally, like, she puts her feet on it. And it has, she makes millions of dollars from this. She's not showing anything but her feet? Correct. I think you should look into that. I, since then. <laughs> I'll do it. Right? Maybe there's a whole thing for like, Babe, you know, guy's feet. Your feet, no. A little like, bit of like no. fungus. <laughs> I know. Toenails are a little bit like uh, crooked. And lifted. Hairy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like you want to see some feet that have been in boots all day? But I did think about it. I was like, okay, so if the fetish is feet, I got these nice big feet. Yeah. Like they would make a definite presence yeah, on OnlyFans. It's like. You got to, I don't know. But after I heard that, all of a sudden I started seeing all these TikToks of people like putting this up like um, we're we're getting kind of poor and it's like on the screen it says we're uh-huh. getting kind of poor and it's a wife when her husband's sleeping p- taking pictures of his feet. Of his feet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think that the foot fetish thing would be really convenient. Um, if you're into feet, like you can see them anywhere you go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like go to the beach. But like there's we're there's talking like, about like this is like 
sexually, right? Like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. It's it's like a sexual fetish. God, that is so weird. Um, I don't know. Hey, everybody's got their thing. Everybody's got. Th- I'm but not. I'm just, no. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, what if you were really into like hands or noses? Ew. Like everywhere you go, you get to like, whoa, look at her nose. <laughs> wow, look at her nose. Yeah. You know that's what you're into. I know. That's so, weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I guess. I guess uh, well, somebody could is, explain it. Is there anything else that like like is is there anything else that you? I mean, you and I are so close. Is there something that you wouldn't share with me? Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't use like my like a used Q-tip. No, but who would? I mean, right. <laughs> I think you know I got I got I got um something weird about like creamy things. So you like, have something weird about creamy. No, things? I don't think I would want to share a glass of milk with somebody. Oh God, the milk after cereal. When people <laughs> drink that, <laughs> I it just it is like my worst nightmare. So you wouldn't finish my milk after I eat my cereal. If somebody was offering me. $10 million, I would not drink the milk after your cereal. I would. I don't do, think I would get it down. I would do some weird stuff with that milk if somebody's offering me $10 million. I would do anything anybody asked me to do with that milk. For $10, for $10 million. $10 million. <laughs> I don't know. I really think My about price it. is not very high. That would be horrible. I would rather have um, some of those insects on like Survivor. I would rather eat an insect, I think, on Survivor than, than like warm milk warm from somebody's milk cereal. From somebody's cereal. That's how horrible that thought is. Yeah, but to my me. thought is kind of along the same lines. Like, I, I wouldn't want to share a glass of milk with somebody. It's yeah. just, I think that there's something about the creaminess. Like, maybe it, <laughs> it grabs onto more of the saliva and the bacteria. <laughs> but you'd so have water. More. But water is like, yeah, it's water. Yeah. You know? I don't know. That's funny. It's funny when you think about like. I would not want to share your retainers. Who would? Like put your retainers in my mouth. That sounds really gross. That's really gross. We have a funny story about retainers. Um, Should we get to some substance though? I don't think so. This is a funny story. (laughs) I'll, 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 we'll get to the substance quick. But I once, (laughs) I once got on one of the girls. I, Evie had taken her retainers out at a table and I went like at a restaurant, like at a restaurant. And I, and I didn't know that she had stuck them in a glass of water and, and Georgia was like thirsty or something. Like she ran out of water. Like she ran out of water. Yeah. And I like practically forced her to drink out of Evie's so retainer I, no, water. I think you got mad at Evie. You're like, Evie, share your water with Georgia. Oh, Why aren't you sharing your water? And you, like, she, she wasn't, for some reason, she wasn't able to say why, like you didn't want to hear it. No, or something. It, was, it probably happened too it fast. It was probably, yeah. So Georgia grabbed the water and drank it. <laughs> and just then Evie said, that's my retainer water. Ew, it's <laughs> oh, so gross. gross. So she actually drank it. Oh, it's so gross. Well, now that we've grossed everybody else out, that's the show. Thanks, thanks uh, for coming. (laughs) I think we do that every time, but it's funny. Okay, so the other day, so because I had to have a CT scan, um, the way it has to work here because we're on the Big Island 
is we we actually did I had to fly over to Oahu to go to Kaiser over there. Yeah. And like they don't have the equipment uh-uh. for that kind of imagery on this island. Right. And so I go over to Oahu and I get my CT scan done and everything like that. And then, so we just decided to make a trip out of it and we like went and hung out for a few hours afterwards and, and, uh, the girls just hung out here and it was really fun and everything, but we get back to the, the, we get back to the airport and we're waiting, we're waiting for the airplane to come in. And I have to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom and I'm sitting in the stall and I hear right next to me, I hear somebody crying. And it's like one of those, like, it's not an, it's not an obnoxious cry. It's not an overly dramatic cry. It's one of those cries that like, it's like deep in your soul, um, it says, your connection is unstable. Please wait while we're trying to reconnect. Yeah, Should we know. wait? I don't know. Okay. Well, th- um, there we go. anyway, it was like this cry that was like deep in your soul and she's trying so hard to like cover it up. Mm-hmm. And those are the worst. Like they always say, they always, I always remember learning in, in um, the acting studios that I was at is the 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 saddest cries are the most emotional the ones that make everybody else emotional are the ones that are kind of like it's not the ones that you're like full on crying it's the ones who really try and hold it back yeah. and you kind of cover it up and so anyway my heart was just breaking for whoever this was and so i come out of the bathroom and there's only one other lady in the bathroom and she's washing her hands. And I go up beside her and she's got a mask on. So at first I can't really tell if it's the lady that was crying. Like a Halloween mask? No, like a um, COVID mask. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> really? If she had like a Freddy Krueger mask on. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Freddy Krueger's crying yeah. at the, no. That would have been so a whole she had other a, story. She had a mask. You're so funny. And so I, I go up. And I'm really cautious because it was a definite like heartbreak kind of cry. Mm-hmm. But I go up and she, we, we like connect eyes. And all I said was, I go, hey, I hope you're okay, you know? And she, she, instead of like being put off by it, she was like, oh, thank you so much, sis. She's like, she goes, no, no. I, I, um, she was like, these are tears of like, I'm, I, I know it's hard, but I'm making a good choice for me. You know, we didn't go into it. We didn't go into what it was, but we talked for a little bit. And I said, you know, I'm just, I was like, then I stand behind you and whatever this choice is. And like, we had just this little like, you know, kind, intimate moment while, you know, trying to, I, you know, trying to just, and she just was like, um, you could tell, like, she just was heartbroken and, and she goes, she goes, thank you so much. Um, I just appreciate you saying anything and I'll be okay. And I just was like, well, you know what? You've got my love and thought and prayers. And so anyway, she leaves And it was so emotional that like, I was like, oh, just, I was thinking about her and, and 
you know, just heading back to where you were. And that got us talking because I... Well, before we, get, in, before we get into what we talked about, yeah. I think that um, what's interesting about your story... Okay. Uh, well, there's a lot of things that are interesting about it. Okay. I, I want to embellish the story a little bit. I want to add like, you know, hopefully she wasn't like, she had just committed a crime <laughs> that was good for her. <laughs> and that you were like, good for you. Ben, don't ruin my moments. I know. I Don't, okay. don't ruin okay, her sweet story. No, I'm done with that. Obviously she was yeah. not a criminal. She no. was doing something good for herself. Yes. Uh, she didn't share the story with you, no. but we can assume that it was something that um, was difficult, yeah. but that was good for her life. Bravo. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say okay. is that, um, you know, kudos on you. For what? For paying attention. Dude, she was crying. Because, I don't... well, number one, what? in the men's bathroom, <laughs> you wouldn't oh, see anybody on. crying. Probably. No. I mean, I, I think that's pretty, pretty rare. Okay. We can talk about that. Yeah. Um, but number two, I feel like most people these days, it's kind of like none of my business. Yeah. Don't say anything. Right. 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 Um, and you know me. I just, because it can't. You just never know um, what you can get yourself involved in. No, it's true. But um, luckily, I think, in, was this a, a, lo a local person? Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, luckily in Hawaii, there's those boundaries are kind of lower. Yeah. Like um, you can talk to people like that. Well, and we've talked about it before. Like I instantaneously, I don't know. I can't describe it. I don't know whether it's the energy between us and between people or whatever but i instantaneously felt connected to her well and that's that's my point too is is you used your intuition in this situation it, there didn't it didn't call for too much intuition no, I because think it did. she was crying no i think that's my point is that i think most people would be like i'm out of here <laughs> you know like that's so sad i do not think that not, most not people would mean, be like out of here not in a mean way it's just like I'm going to mind my own business. Yeah. Like clearly she's sad, Yeah, but she's not like, she just doesn't look like she's in danger. Right. Right. She's not scared crying. Like she's just been attacked. No. Right. No, Cause that's no. something you should definitely no, do. No, she said but specifically that she was crying out of, she was, it was almost, she goes in a way she was like, it's almost a joyful thing. It, even though it's really hard because she's making a decision that was really hard, but she knew that it was, the decision she had to make. Right. So, right. I mean, and you could think anything. Like, you could break up with somebody that you really, truly love, but you just recognize that it's not the right person. I guess what I'm getting at is I, I don't know that I would have done the same thing. Talking to if her? It, yeah. Okay. I, if, if I was in the men's bathroom yeah. and it was a man that was, like, yeah. crying. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it would depend on what I saw. Yeah. Um, but... You know, that's something most men don't want to talk about, you know? Yeah. Uh, and not only that, if if it was like, let's say it's not in the bathroom and it's just in a public place and it was the same woman, but it was like, let's say she was at Starbucks and yeah. I had gone to the Starbucks to get us drinks, as I often do. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I would approach her either because a man approaching a woman in that situation, I would, and maybe I'm well, overthinking, yeah, no. maybe I'm overthinking this, but no. it seems inappropriate. Um... Yeah, I don't, I mean, it depends on how a man approaches, I guess, because, but 
Yeah, usually, I mean, I think there's something to say about a woman approaching a woman. And one of the things that I'm really, like, I'm really excited about because I've already, I've already talked to them on Facebook is I put something out there on Facebook that said, I want to, I want to have a podcast where we can get a bunch of ladies together and we're going to talk about some women's stuff. And I think it's really this story about running into this woman and hearing her cry in the bathroom at the airport and like talking to her. It was one of those things where it was like, I did question talking to her. Oh, like, so you did, you did think. Oh, about that. absolutely. Okay. I kind of, because it's a, you know, it's a private moment and like you could tell that she was really holding back her cry. And so I, I really did kind of question like, should I say anything? Should I, you know, is it best that I just pretend I didn't, you know, for her that I just pretend I didn't see it. But there was no denying it when I got to, we were washing our hands beside each other and she looked at me and there was tears in her eyes. And so there was no denying it. And so, you know, I just felt, I don't know. I used my feelings at the moment and just wanted to, to tell her like, I am there for you. And like, I, you know, well, I think that that's my point about you using your intuition. You, you saw the situation you evaluated it and you decided to say something. Yeah. And most likely, um, just giving that little, even though you're a stranger, yeah. giving that affirmation to her yeah. might have like solidified her decision. Yeah. And I think it, you know? I think somewhat of it, I think to a degree, some of it did. And because, you know, we had a really good moment as she was leaving and she would re- seemed really grateful that, you know, I mean, you might have, you might have caring, been the confirmation that she needed. Yeah. It's true. You know, it's uh, true. It, or maybe not, or maybe not, but either way, I feel like you did the right thing and, um, you but, probably gave her a little bit of sense of like rest- yeah. restoring faith in humanity. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that I don't, I don't know. know. I, but I think that a lot of women would do that. I think that there's a lot of women that would see another woman crying or see somebody hurt. Like for example, there's a big thing right now where <clears throat> all women who are listening to this, um, you know what I'm talking about, about there's been many times in our lives where we've been sitting somewhere and we wanted to be left alone by men and we don't get left alone, right? And so you mean we like end all up all the time. Well, I'm just saying for a lot of women, like we end up like getting sat by or being talked to when we don't really we don't really want to talk to a man and we don't really want to get hit on at that moment and we all that kind of stuff. And it is interesting because the new thing to do is that women are taken upon themselves to go when they see this awkward thing happening, they go up to the woman that it's happening to and they go, hey, I'm here, you know, and they start this whole conversation, even if they don't know who the woman is. Right, right, right. And there's this, there's this sense of like, womanhood and camaraderie let's watch out for each other let's watch out for each other we all know how it predators (laughs) right we all know how it feels when we don't want to be that person that you know and it never fails it's like there's something about us being alone and sitting somewhere that it's like it's an open invitation to be talked to well and i'm i'm extra sensitive about that and that's i think that's why i'm saying that 
I don't think I would have approached her because one of my pet peeves, uh, you know, we, we live in Hawaii. We're at the beach a lot. And I always see women yeah. on the beach alone reading a book. Yes. Guys, if a woman's alone at the beach reading a book, she doesn't want to talk to you. Yes. She's not especially, interested. Especially if they start talking and the woman's like, uh-huh, and then like puts the book yeah. in her face. Like if if she's like making eyes with you and stuff, right. that's your invitation. But but if she's minding her own business, yeah. tanning, yeah. reading a book, yeah. looking at her phone, looking at the ocean, leave her alone. <laughs> like that's that's so probably true. the only time she has that day to relax. It's true. So I'm, I'm because I, I'm sensitive to you and I've heard all these stories and I don't randomly approach women ever. Cause I'm, yeah. I've been with you since I was, you know, we have, we had an arranged marriage since we were born. <laughs> um, that's just not something I do, but right. it's something I notice a lot, especially yeah. cause I have you and I have my daughters. Um, it's happened a lot where I've been out in the water with the kids and uh, I look up and there's a man sitting next to you bugging you <laughs> and you're just trying to read a book. <laughs> so what I do is I walk up and I'm like, hey, man, yeah. how's it going? Well, it la- makes me laugh because and he's like, oh, hi. <laughs> it makes me laugh because like now anytime like on an air- like on the airplane on the way back on Saturday, I I ended up getting put by this young, like really tall, cute kid. Yeah probably half my age yeah and um like you know and I and you were like of course being like saying things about when we were walking away like (laughs) and I'm like no he did you get his number no Um, yeah but but I'm ultra sensitive to that and it it it's actually a major pet peeve of mine because it just comes across it makes dudes look so douchey yeah you know and it's like we're not all like that no um but that's why I probably wouldn't reach out to help that woman. Right. Because I don't want to be seen as a guy who's like, hey, I see you're vulnerable right now. Yeah. And I'm curious. I personally, like, I don't know. If if you were a nice enough guy and you weren't doing it to, like, you're married. There, There's a woman who is, like, clearly getting hit on and you can clearly see that she doesn't want to be you know hit on like you're not doing it to be some you know grand savior you're doing it to you're doing it to literally because you understand the discomfort that your wife has had when those things have happened so I don't know that might be a different story but for the most part I would say that women are starting to do that for each other. Good. And I, yeah, think, I think that that's, that's the best thing. And I think that and guys, that's, open your eyes. I mean, yeah. if, if you got to, I know when they're not interested in you, I can see it plain as day. Right. Totally. So give up. Yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing is, is you do. Take I, your losses. I think some people don't know when they're kindly being ignored. Yeah. That's why I always tell you, like, you need to tell him, Get the F out of my face. He wants me to be mean. Yeah, because like, he's not going to get it. If if you talk back, if you converse back, that's for, for guys who do this. Usually it's an uncomfortable like, uh-huh. Yeah, but for guys uh-huh. who do this and they don't recognize the obvious cues, yeah. then giving them anything is going to be like an invitation. Yeah. So in my opinion, you should just scream pervert. <laughs> you know, do something <laughs> obvious that's like, get out of my face. Well- 
The reason we even wanted to just bring say, up this story, though, is because we wanted to talk about, like, we thought it was an interesting, because you and I got into a conversation when I came back and I told you about this woman at the airport. You and I got into a conversation about the difference between a man versus woman or, you know, just the feminine versus masculine because there are, some, you know, some men that do cry and some women that don't. But for the most part... By the way, all men cry. Well... It's just, there's... And we'll get into this. But this is what we were talking about. Yeah. Is we were talking about... I asked the question because you've talked before about like the 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 things that can build up in you, you yeah. know, because you don't get, you know, you don't get a release of like anger or, you know, whatever it is. And I asked the question, like, if, if you were connected enough to your emotions to cry a little bit here and there, would that, would that be able to release something for you Rather than anger. Rather than anger. Okay, so we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. Oh, we had a fight a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And um, I don't even remember. I don't always do this. I don't remember what it was about. Um, typically, when we fight, you cry. Yeah. Right? And I get mad. Yes. Okay, so that's where this is all coming from. Correct. So I got into one of those situations where, like, I wasn't going to, I was just angry. Yeah. I wasn't angry at you. I wasn't angry at anything. I was just angry. I don't even remember what um, we were fighting about. And what I told you was like, because we kept trying to talk about it. Okay. And what I told you was, I just need five minutes to be angry. Okay. I need to go downstairs. I need to slam my truck doors. Mm -hmm. I need to scream yeah. inside my truck. The yeah. girls won't hear it. Yeah. I need to say some bad words Yeah. Uh, in the privacy of my truck. Mm -hmm. Um. I do it in a controlled way still, but I need to be, I need to rage <laughs> for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And I, what I told you was, I don't mean to laugh. It's just funny because no, like, I, and, and I'm not saying every guy needs to do this, yeah. but for me, I, I remember as a young man, I would rage and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. Um, but what I've learned is that in this, this happens less and less. It's, it's actually very rare now because I think I think because I recognize it, I don't need it as much anymore. Yeah. But every once in a while, I just need to rage. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I think that generally speaking, men would, um, would relate to this. Mm -hmm. I think there are some women that would relate to this, mm -hmm. just depending on how you, how you feel. Yeah. But um, when I experience frustration, the way I emote that frustration is through anger. Yeah. Um, I have control over it mm -hmm. and it's just a few minutes. And after a few minutes I come back in and I'm like, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Cause I was able to just release it. So my question so, is, is it did, because we talk about there was a long time that, that the whole idea behind little boys having any emotion a dad would say, or a mom would say, like, suck it up. Like, you, boys don't like, cry. boys don't cry. Yeah. All of that kind of stuff. Is that, like, I, what is innate versus, what is nurture versus nature? Oh, I'm sure there's a balance. I'm sure there's some of that. I'm sure there's a lot of men who 
have anger issues or, or don't share their feelings because they were told that it's, it's not masculine to cry. Yeah. Um, sometimes you cry when you're angry. Yeah. Like I've done that before. I've been so angry that I was crying. Right. Uh, generally speaking though, my release. You have? Like, I don't. Yeah. Not, like not when I've known you? Yeah. Not with us. Okay. Um, not like in a fight with me? Not in a fight with you. Huh. No, I would never show you that vulnerability. Oh. <laughs> no way. I have to win the fight. Can't cry. <laughs> okay. Okay. See, no, no. That's you just proved something I know. I baited though. you. I baited yes. you. Yes. Um, I, I think what, what the point was that we were talking about was that like, when you're frustrated, you cry. Yeah. You don't really get angry. No. You cry. Mm-hmm. When I get frustrated, I get angry. Mm-hmm. And I think there is something physical about that. I think yeah. there is something that is like chemical about that. Maybe yeah. it's testosterone versus estrogen. I think there is something basic in masculine versus feminine. Like we're, we're no longer in a society uh-huh. of laws. Uh-huh. Okay. We're living in a tribe somewhere. I think that there are innate things that are built in me versus innate things that are built in you that guarantee the survival. Does it of have each other. to have to do with like male versus female or is it well, just like no, pre- people versus people? Like, sure, hear me out though, but we're in a society now. So a lot of those like natural tendencies aren't necessary anymore. Right. So I think things are changing. Yeah. But I think I'm just saying at the very base level. Right. Okay. I think that there is generally speaking the testosterone is is, you know, it uh, somebody male or female who has more testosterone is going to have more aggression. Mm-hmm. That's that's what the chemical does to you. Mm-hmm. Um versus lack of testosterone. Mm-hmm. So I think there is some of that and I think that's why most men express their frustration in anger and most women express their frustration in in tears. Okay. So when I, I cry, yeah. usually it's because I've been moved by something. Right. Or I'm happy by mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't cry. Well, like you I'm, cried at our wedding. Yeah, because you were amazing coming down the you aisle and cried it was at the girls being born. Yeah. Um, you cried when we dro- um, when I dropped you off at college. That was sadness. <laughs> <laughs> you, See, that wasn't something I, I needed to be angry this about. Poor little eighteen year old at college and hugged him goodbye and drove home yeah, and just, he just cried re- for anybody who's who's um who's yes. going to college okay those 18 year olds who are listening yeah don't have your best friend and your girlfriend drop you off Aww. at school and then drive away that was so that was sad that was a heartbreaking um, moment i yeah i i cry i get moved by movies like stories okay sometimes music yeah i don't weep so you, Ben Sandberg, have a tendency to go towards anger. But my question is, do you think that would have been different with nurturing differently? We've already covered yeah, well, that yeah, there's like, an okay, innate so, kind of whatever. Right. So there's a base So let's take level away that base let's level now. Take away the physical. Now we're living in a society. Correct. Where we recognize that... Um, especially in today's culture, like the gender roles are very blurred, especially for us. Like yeah. we live in a very balanced yeah. household. Yeah. Um, there is no like, I'm the man of the house. Mm-hmm. That's stupid mm-hmm. in my opinion. And if you don't like it, just go away. <laughs> um, because I, I am a, I want to be a champion for you and my yeah. daughters. Yeah. So 
this whole thing where like I'm the man, I know what what's best for the family is bullcrap because I don't know what's best for the family. Yeah, you have better intuition than me. Yeah, so it would be foolish of me to be like to stifle that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I need to hear from you, and you need to hear from me. Um, so now we're living in a in a in a society where you know it's okay for boys to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the hypothetical. Yeah, um, I think there probably is if we could teach our children how to just connect with more emotion than one how to um not like stifle their emotions but but how to recognize them and to allow them well maybe maybe it would be different you and i actually just did this with our daughter yesterday was that yesterday yeah yeah it was yesterday she had a moment at school where she you know got she is a woman yeah who rages and cries Correct. She does both. Yeah. But what's interesting is at one point, um, she was really struggling with emotion because she had gone through a little bit of an embarrassing moment. And what's funny is it what really wasn't to us, it really wasn't an embarrassing moment to her because she's in high school and she overthinks it really was an embarrassing moment. But what I have recognized over the last couple of years is that one of the biggest things we do as a society is we resist every emotion. We as a society oftentimes, and we're getting better at it, but a lot of us are uncomfortable with emotion. And so I, me included, and I started noticing that literally every emotion that I was having, having my I would resist it mentally. I would, and then eventually it would also resist it. Like my, my physical body would resist it. My mental, my mental place would resist it. And I found that that one word resistance, if I could counteract that and actually not resist anything or any emotion, it would fall right through me. And so we were talking to Evie about that yesterday and we, and it worked. She, but what I found that was interesting is we said, okay, what are you feeling? Like, what was the root cause of the problem? We have a lot of things that are the symptom of the root, right? So her symptom was embarrassment, that is a symptom of a root cause, right? But we got to go deeper. So she was afraid of what people would think of her. Okay. That's still a symptom kind of. We got a little bit deeper. So after the fear, then there's this, I want to look perfect, right? Another thing that is a symptom, really it, it, what the base feeling that she was having was she needed to control the narrative for other people. And you can't do that. Right. So we cannot control the narrative for other people. It just does not work. Like it does not matter what that person's going to think. You can control the way you act and the way you are and all of that till you're blue in the face. But it does not matter. You will not be able to control because you don't, you cannot control another person like that. Yeah. So that's a scary place for people who really want to sit in control. I, I relate to her hundred percent. She got that from me. Yeah. The, the need to, to always do the perfect thing. Yeah. If you have two choices, 
it's hard to make a choice. I think that's a lot of us. I, I hope think, so. Yeah. Because I, I would feel a lot a less lot lonely. <laughs> but if, if I have two choices, yeah, it's hard to choose because what if I make the wrong choice? Right. So it, like I can't choose. Right. So then I never choose. Right. So then I always make the wrong choice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's what we've been trying to get across to her that at some point you have to choose and you have to believe it's the right choice and you have, mm-hmm. you have to make it the right choice. Mm-hmm. But then there, there is no wrong choice. So what we ended up doing was we ended up kind of talking her through, okay, what emotion are we trying to, what, what emotion are we finding here? What emotion are, is the, the root cause? And then what ends up happening is I ended up talking to her about how there's, there's a spectrum of emotions. And a lot of times we don't give the words or the meanings to all of these emotions. And so we don't recognize that all these emotions are kind of like super close together, but they're not the same, right? right? There's n- they're not the same. And the more we can understand all these emotions, the better off we're going to be at not resisting them because we're like the more we can accept them. So for Evie... We got her to a point where she was like, I, I looked at her and I said, okay, once we went down to the root cause, we said, okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you, whatever feeling she, I want you to feel as embarrassed as you, I want you to accept that and say, this is just a part of, the, I was trying to control things. So I'm going to feel as embarrassed as I can and, and just as feel it. Yeah. And what's weird is that you think it's going to do the opposite, but man, it just, it just falls right through you. You think that it's going to make it worse, but in reality, when you don't resist it, it literally just kind of falls right through you. So I've actually been doing this a lot. And what we found with Evie is that, and I explained it to her, I said, so you're doing this well after the fact. You're doing this when you come home. Well, guess what? You're going to get, the more you relate to this and the more you understand it, the better you're going to be at it. And now we're going to be able to teach her. She's going to be able to learn that, oh, it really actually started at the root cause, which was what happened was a teacher asked her a question, which put her on the spot. And her initial thing was to just immediately freeze up and fear and be afraid of telling the truth because she felt like she had picked a bad um, like category to do her art project with. But really, she picked a great one. Right. And what's funny is the teacher kind of put her on the spot to say it, and that's where the resistance started happening. Mm-hmm. So then it led to a whole thing, right? But we're not going to know that the resistance started happening at that beginning space until we learn the path of resistance. Well, that's something that we talk a lot about on this show is is being able to identify things. Yeah. Is is like learning how to master things. Yeah. Like most people, I feel like don't even get to the point where they can even identify the problem. Right. If you can identify the problem, you can fix it. Right. But until you learn how to identify it, you're not going to get anywhere. Right. You're going to spin your wheels. Yeah. Uh, what's funny is after the conversation, she came up to me in the kitchen and she goes, Dad, tomorrow I'm going to be, I'm going to do the most embarrassing things possible. Oh I'm going to try to be so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I've done that. I so for that. me, my practice right now is I look for opportunities to be wrong. Yeah. Um, not that I like no, try I to be saying. wrong, yeah. but if I find myself not knowing something, instead of trying to fake like resist I know it, it. Yes. or resist it, what I do is I just say, which is really hard for me. It's I know. so hard. I did I it today and it's so hard. But guess what? It's going to get say, easier. I say, I'm sorry. I don't know how to do that. Can you help me? <laughs> it's, I can't even say it theoretically. <laughs> it's so hard because my whole life I've had to demonstrate that I got this. Yeah. I know how to do that. I'll do it on my own. I'll figure it out. I don't need anybody's help. Right. Um, but I think that people respect when somebody's like, you know what? I want to learn that. I don't know it, but I want to learn that. Can you teach me? Well, Can you show me? You know, going back to the woman at the airport, this woman was choosing something important for her. It wasn't the easy choice, right? Yeah. It wasn't the easy choice, but she was accepting and not resisting the fact that this was the big choice that she needed to make, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And then she was allowing herself to feel emotions from it. You know, she was allowing herself to just be sad. And she said that. She said, I just need to be, I just am sad and, and everything. But overall, it's a joy in my soul that I'm choosing what's best for me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so, I thought that was so amazing. And I, I, but what's crazy is there's a couple of things to this story. There's a, there's a, a standing by each other as humanity of when you see somebody hurting like that, not being afraid to just, I didn't do it very overwhelming. I did it be and possibly because I was reading the room. Mm-hmm. I did it very like our eyes met. And as soon as our eyes met, I just said, are you Okay like a very calm, like quiet, are you okay? And it was like, you could see that she was like, oh, yes. Like, thank mm-hmm. you for asking. You know, she's just said, thank you, sis. I'm so, you know, she called me sis several times and it's because we felt an immediate connection, you know? Um, but I do think that it's interesting thinking about you because I have thought before, I have thought about like, Do we feel all of the, like, do we allow ourselves to feel as many emotions as possible? Are you meant to feel like, am I trying to fit a round peg in a square hole or whatever? No, square peg in a round hole. A square hole. uh, Okay. Am I, you know, I don't know. (laughs) So I'm just saying like, am, you know, I think that sometimes I wonder like, if it just goes to anchor, is that because we're literally just used to, that is our default? Well, that I, is our default nature is to be angry? Because I will tell you, I have somebody that I'm, a friend that I've really connected with that is very intuitive. And so I come to her with a lot of different things. And today she was talking, I told her the story about the budget car rental. And she was like, And I told her about the other story about this, the whole thing I went through this week. And she was like, I need you to get pissed. I need you to get mad. I, that is not in my, uh, I don't know whether it's not in my nature or 
I just recognized as, and we, we have an intention to talk about this too, about how I was raised right. and about, uh, about the things that I went through because I actually grew up feeling like I didn't, as a woman, I was not supposed to have a lot of worth because I like men were supposed to lead and men were supposed to do the things and you know, all of this. And so I don't well, know any whether emotion you showed was a sign of weakness. Right. right. And I don't know if I very much like just went straight to, I need to be calm and quiet when I'm feeling emotion. Um, but I really, really am uncomfortable with anger. I'm yeah. really uncomfortable with anger. Like I, I, I don't know if I feel it truly, but like I watch you feel it and I'm like, okay, like I know, and I have felt it when we've been in fights before. So I don't know, like it is interesting because for me, it's the opposite. So for you, I'm like, okay, but would you benefit from tapping into that emotion of crying? Would you be like, Chandler on Friends and Bruce I, Willis on Friends where the, all of a sudden it opens the floodgates and they don't stop crying for days. <laughs> I think it would be great to be able to tap into that. I just don't know how. Yeah. I'm, I'm a dried up well no. when, it, when it comes to that specific form of crying. Yeah. I'm all cried out. <laughs> you know, I, I just, no. <laughs> I, I can tear up at a commercial of a golden retriever. That is, that is but, amazing. But I can't tear up when I'm mad. Yeah. Because mad is, when you're mad, you're when you're angry. frustrated, I, the way I release it is anger. Yeah. Now, I'm very, I want to, I want to make very clear, like, I control my anger. I don't take it out on oh, anybody. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. I don't and think anybody gets that. that is not okay. Yeah. What I do is I go... Yeah, no, you, know, you do I, a I go great take job it out it. on an inanimate object. Yeah. And I don't even really do it physically. I used to punch things. Yeah. Um, or slam things. Sure. I don't do it physically much anymore. Yeah. I just kind of like rage. Uh -huh. You know, I just burn yeah. from within. <laughs> yes. um, and I just need to say some words yeah. to myself and to whoever's listening, you know, yeah. up there. But that's the thing is I think that going, you know, I think the biggest thing we can get from this, and Evie was a very good example, is teaching our kids to be better at emotion than we are. Well, and not just that. To recognize and understand their own self and why they get to places that... Because I think a lot of times, like, kids can't even... Kids. All of us. We can't even find the words. I, a lot of times, I don't even know what I'm feeling. I have to kind of walk myself through why I have something going on in my gut. I have something going on in my chest. What is this that I'm feeling? Where did it come from? Why am I experiencing it? You know, we have yeah, those moments. I think we have, people have a tendency to like, if there's something not happening in the status quo, you try to fix it. Yeah. So for me, it's like if somebody's crying, it's like, okay, stop crying. Right. You know, what I've learned though, especially with our more emotional, emotional child is like, sometimes she'll just be like crying and I'll just say, just cry. Yeah. It's okay. Well, like, and that's a difference for me. I used to, I used to be uncomfortable with that. Now I'm, now I encourage them to 
have, as long as it's respectful to everybody and, or even if it's not going to be respectful, they have to go, they can go do it in their own room, but like feel the emotion, get it out. Because guess what? I spent many years not sleeping because I had not walked through some really hard emotions and I was literally resisting everything to get myself to never feel after my dad died to never, ever feel that loss and that, that anger or that sadness or whatever it was, I resisted not feeling that for, I resisted feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I got to, I got to show, I got to demonstrate to everybody that I'm okay. Yeah. Cause I don't want to make them uncomfortable. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, and not only that, but then it's, it's so all it does is wreak havoc on my that. soul and my body. I did that my whole life. Yeah. With my family. Right. Because what my family went through sucked. Yeah. But I didn't want to make anybody uncomfortable with how I felt about it. Yeah. So just suck it up. I know. And and be quiet. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. Because I always felt like, because I guarantee you cried as a little boy. Sure. Yeah, of course. And I, and so I wonder why does that stop after a certain point? Well, that's why, and I don't, I'm not a scientist. But I feel like little boys cry. And then once our bodies develop more testosterone, Mm -hmm. we we like demonstrate our frustration with anger. I'm all for, yeah, I'm all for doing the, maybe it's a balance of both. Maybe it's a combination of both. Yeah, I'm all for the whole science behind it and the testosterone. I just think most men would say, if you took a poll and say, when do you cry? I think most men would say when they're happy or moved. Yeah. That's when they cry. Yeah. It's not because somebody hurt their feelings. Right. And I'm the opposite. Yeah. Like when I'm happy or moved, I don't cry. I like, you know, I, I definitely just cry when I, somebody's hurt my feelings yeah. or. It's you know, usually the like that. groom that's blubbering at the wedding, not the bride. Yeah. That's true. You know, that's true. Yeah. It is funny. That is true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, we'll save the budget story for the next time. Cause we are way over, but like. I, I just think this is like, this was a good one. Yeah. It's such a good conversation to have. And I would be really interested, um, once people listen to this, I'd be really interested in kind of hearing somebody else's story. I, I have a couple of things coming up. There's, um, I'm going to do a podcast with a bunch of ladies. Um, and I want to talk about women and, and how we find, ourselves in all different aspects of life like you know and and that includes health and and all of that but really just kind of how do we support each other and everything because I think there's a big boom of that like what I was saying so if you do that does that mean I get to have my own show where it's just the dudes sure it's going to be really inappropriate we're going to put explicit on the no thing why because the guys I know can't filter themselves. <laughs> it is called. I, I work construction. You realize it that. is still <laughs> called the Tessa Van Wade show. So that might okay, be a little yeah. bit weird, but yeah, you can fine. totally do it. I don't know. But, um, and then I have another, another person that I'm going to have on here is, um, his name is Harvey. He, I found, or I, he came across my books and fell in love with my books and has been one of my biggest supporters and biggest fans. Yeah, yeah. But his life story is super interesting. He like just he grew up with a religious zealot dad and all of that kind of stuff. And then just his story behind that and what is dad like kind of the dad that or what they he led them through and all that. But then he like 
at, I don't know the full story, but he quit his job and like created this amazing, um, this amazing like fruit vegetable stand that has turned into this very big thing in, I want to say Ohio or Iowa, something like that. I always get Ohio and like Iowa, like mixed up (laughs) just because there's so many O's. Four letter states. No, it's O's. It's the O things. But anyway, so yeah, I just think it's important for us all to get really connected to our emotions. And I just think, I think we're getting there. And I think that we just need to continue to try and do that. Yeah. And say hi to somebody if they're, you know, say, are you okay to people who you feel like need it? Don't go up and be like, suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) This is a public place. (laughs) Quit crying. Oh, you're funny. Well, okay. That was a good one. That was a good one. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, yeah, we will be back next week. So far, we've been making it on either Tuesday or Wednesday nights. Um, And like I said, as our schedule kind of becomes better, we will figure out what works best for all of us. So Ben will have this uploaded to the um, podcast system where you can find... We've now started doing it on, on... uh, Amazon. We're on, yeah, we're on Amazon Music. Amazon Music. Um, Spotify. Spotify. Uh, Apple. Okay. All, all the, all the, all the major all the things. Podcast but the streaming. Amazon was new because they, well, they're they, just trying to start this. They so. just started um, streaming podcasts to Audible. Oh, nice. So that's that's why they up, upgraded our Perfect. our thing. So, cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you next week. See ya. Bye.